Hey friends, and welcome to the Typology Podcast, the show on which we explore the story of you through the lens of the Enneagram. My name is Anthony Skinner, producer of the show. we got a super fun podcast with you today. We have farmers on the show today. I'm so excited about this. My mom and dad grew up farming. So we've got Christine and Stephen Bailey, Enneagram 9-Wing 1 and 8-Wing 7. Christine is a farmer and a writer, and Stephen is a chef, farmer, podcast host, and farm-to-table consultant in Santa Fe, Tennessee. That's right. Here it's Santa Fe, not Santa Fe, because we say Tennessee, not Tennessee. Hey, listen, they have an amazing place called The Kindred Farm, and our mouths were watering during this episode. Christine has a book called The Kindred Life. We get into all things Enneagram. Obviously, we got a good mix here with a nine wing one and an eight wing seven. Lots of fun stuff to get into. Super glad you're here. Remember Ian's brand new book, The Story of You, has now dropped and is now available anywhere fine books are sold as well as you can get the audible versions. Hey, that's it for me. Anthony Skinner, really happy that you're here, folks. And now without any further ado, here is the host of our show. Ian Crump. Christine and Steve Bailey, welcome to Typology. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Ian. We're excited. Yeah, us too. Christine, you are the author of the upcoming book, The Kindred Life, Stories and Recipes to Cultivate a Life of Organic Connection. I'm liking it. It just rolled off my tongue well. I am oh, going to go to wherever that. they live and right? eat their food for sure. <laughs> I am going to go eat their food too, for sure. Y'all are farmers. We are. Are we the first farmers you've had on the podcast? Well, you are definitely the first farmers. <laughs> Hailing from Santa Fe. We got to say that from Santa Fe, not Santa Fe, but it's Santa Fe when you're in Tennessee. I know. I don't, don't get me going on Tennesseans. I just don't understand some of those things. I'm from Connecticut, but Southern Connecticut. So that qualifies me a little bit. Um, so, farmers, I just have a question. Do you guys ever watch the show This Farming Life? No, I thought you were going to say Biggest Little Farm because that's the one that everyone asks us if we've seen. Have but you we seen have, it? I haven't heard, heard of This Farming Life. All right. I haven't heard of that one. All right, you got to watch it. It's on Netflix or Amazon, and it's about farmers in the like the most remote western section area of Scotland. Oh and yeah, it's just survival stories and what they do and how they love it and all that stuff. Wow. It is the coolest show. I've watched every single episode of it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we'll have to check that one out. Yeah. And Lost Kitchen is another one people mention. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we do farm dinners here. And yeah. Anthony, I'm, I'm all of a sudden, I'm hungry. I'm very hungry. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I want, I want Steve to come over and do one of his celebrity Let's do Dinners it at our house for half price. <laughs> we'll make something work. All right. That's what I like to hear, man. That's what I like to hear. All right. So, uh, Steve, you are a Enneagram eight. Christine, you are an Enneagram nine. That yes. is a recipe for a really great marriage or a marriage that may not be so great. Yeah. So we've learned. So yeah. we've heard. I think we're here because it's working for us. <laughs> although, although it's juicy when a couple comes on and it's not working for them. I'm sure. That we can, can switch be great. to make the ratings go up. We can make like <laughs> Absolutely. We've never, we've never met an eight and nine married to each other, actually. 
Um, I don't know any other eights other than Stephen. All the other eights I know are female, which is really interesting. Wow. Mm, that is so, interesting. Yeah, I love learning from them. Yes, yes. We like to say that an eight nine combination is uh, an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. That's very cool. Yes, yeah. it is. Um, I can see how it would be really hard if we weren't working to be healthy mm -hmm. in our types. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Just because we are like fire and water in so many ways and so opposite in the way that we're wired and how we see the world. And I mean, let's be honest, it really comes down to me. I, I have the recipe to screw the whole thing up for everyone. So uh, most people, most people I meet, they're like, oh, you're an eight. I, I don't I really eights. like eights. Seriously. <laughs> Like, to which I say, I'm I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry. Or you know? I just don't really care. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what to do. You'll have to work on that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Throw it back on them. That's right. Precisely the way to go. All right. So let's talk about the dynamics in an eight, nine relationship. And then we're going to get to your book, Christine. And I want to know more about uh, your farming life because mm -hmm. you are the first farmers on the show. Yes. So uh -huh. here's, here's typically the upside of an eight, nine relationship, right? Um, like Steve, you, Steve, you have like this uh optimistic we can get it done kind of mindset um and that people generally admire right it, they they're sort of drawn to your leadership energy your self-confidence uh your lust for life you know and um nines are sometimes drawn to eights because they have much bigger energy like uh, we often laugh and say that seven numbers on the Enneagram run on 120 volts, right? You just, this little two-prong plug like you get with your lamp, you plug it in, right? And then eights, do you know that plug behind your dryer? Okay. That's that 240 volt, that's an eight, right? The only number that runs on 240. And then nines, nines tend to run on 90 volts. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I've been with Ian now for 11 years, and I've heard most things multiple times. I've never heard that one. <laughs> That's great. Are you saying I'm repetitive? <laughs> That's a really good analogy, though. Yeah, that would hit, that would be right on. Right? And it can get exhausting for people like me that don't run on that high of energy mm -hmm. and don't want to run on that high of energy all the time. So, yeah, that's one of the things we've had to learn is to understand that about each other. I think, honestly, understanding that, though, when you say it that way, I'm like, oh, my goodness, mm -hmm. because I think when we work really well together, mm. um, you know, for example, five years ago, we came onto the farm and there was nothing. It was just blank land. Mm -hmm. And now when you come onto the farm, we have acres of flowers and, and you know, laying uh, laying hens and barns and fields and all the structure and greenhouses. Uh, and the only way we got there was to go 110 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. sometimes uh, I need I need some kind of governor to pull me back. Mm -hmm. And so if I don't slow down to connect with Christine, yeah. then we get way too far out. And then the wheels start coming off. Yes. Yeah, I think I think of it. The analogy I think of a lot is like he always wants to put on the gas and I always want to put on the brakes. Yes. Like I want to put on the brakes and stop and think and kind of like, let's process this. And he's like, nope, we're going, we're going, we're making the decision and we're moving forward. And I think what we've both had to learn is sometimes he has to slow down and wait for me. And sometimes I need to just like jump in the car and hold on for dear life and just go 
even though it feels kind of scary at the time, ultimately I trust the goodness of our journey that we're on mm. and I trust him. Mm. So I think learning that balance, but that's taken, you know, we'll, we'll be married 17 years. Yeah. So I think a lot of um, learning that and even counseling to like really <laughs> become healthy in our type. What yeah. are some of the ways that y'all communicate that to each other? Like when you need to, you need for him to slow down with you or you need for her to catch up and jump in? Like what kind of conversations do y'all have? It's a good question. I think for me, sometimes I don't have that conversation yes. and that's part of being a nine is where I don't communicate that. Mm -hmm. And I think he now can tell when I go to that place of stuck you know, that stuckness or that mm -hmm. um, slothful place where I'm just like not moving mm -hmm. and he can tell, okay, it's time. But he knows the language that I need to hear to be motivated. So I'm motivated by beauty mm. and I'm motivated by connection. Mm. I mean, those are the two big yes. things I wrote about in my book because yes. that is what motivates me to work hard. And that's how I can like tap into that three side that nines have when we're, you know, working in a more healthy place. Mm -hmm. Um so I think he now has like learned to speak my language and then hopefully I've learned how to speak <laughs> your language. Well, I think what makes, I think what, what's so important when you're using Enneagram is to really, it works when you're thinking of the other person, mm -hmm. when you're thinking of how they're wired and raped, because that, that really does help set the expectation. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times mm -hmm. we get frustrated in relationships because we're upset that that person isn't like us. But when we can start understanding that they aren't us, that they do think differently. Mm -hmm. And so that I, I am, if I'm constantly thinking, how is Christine as a nine processing this whole change or this, this new project we're working on? And if she's thinking about how is Steven as an eight mm -hmm. thinking through this and working through it, the fact that we're trying to do that for each other, that's what really will make a relationship work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it sounds like he's being like abrasive or really harsh. Um, and I've had to learn too. like most of the time he's not thinking that he's doing that. He's not like trying to be that. Um, it's just kind of how his communication comes out. So maybe not being offended by that and, and, and like rising up to that level of intensity. Sometimes mm -hmm. I kind of have to do that in certain situations. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And, and, and the flip a lot yeah. of times yeah. I have got to bring it down. Yeah. I got to like slow it down, bring it down, calm it down, mm -hmm. you know? stop take a break yeah and uh we have i think in both ways it's crazy because she is constantly feeling like i can't believe we're doing this much i can't believe we've gone this far and mm. i am constantly thinking <laughs> we have not done, done enough. enough yeah and i'm we've like what the heck <laughs> i'm like how could i'm like the like little battery over here i'm like i can't work anymore i'm gonna die i need to like just go drink some tea and read a book and he's like out there like i don't even know like planting a million wildflower seeds to make me happy like <laughs> i don't know it's just really interesting wow. but from the beginning we of our marriage we decided we we're going to be a team and we we're going to operate as a team and so that's what we do and we just try to respect the differences we have within the team yeah environment when your two types are healthy what you described is sort of the best of what happens you know like for the eight the nine is a wonderful a wonderful refuge you know, of stillness, of calm, of slowing down. And then when you tether your battery to his, right, and you get all that juice, 
right? You pick up, you know, another 30 volts, you know, and it's like, oh, and then things really hum along great. But there are problem areas, right? And Mm -hmm. so one of those is, is that when, if, if the two, either one or both of you are unhealthy, um, your defenses tend to go in opposite directions. So Steve, you will tend to really get more assertive, right? When you're unhealthy, it's like, you get more assertive, more aggressive. And mm-hmm. when that happens, Christine, if you're sort of going down the wormhole of health, you'll mm-hmm. tend to become more stubborn and passive aggressive yeah. and quietly sort of thwarting the energy, uh, Steve's energy, you know what I mean? And like, you know, yes. checking yes. out, you know, and, and that can lead and to I'm- a lot of uh, problems. If he starts to sense that you're unresponsive, not bringing mm-hmm. your whole self oh, yeah. to the table, or if you're literally pushing him away as a defense, um, mm-hmm. he's just going to become more aggressive, right? Yeah. And then the more aggressive, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, the more aggressive he gets, the more you tend to check out and back off. He's an he's an assertive <laughs> yeah. number, and you're a withdrawing number. Yeah. And that can mm-hmm. lead to all kinds of stress and problems. Yeah, no. And I think that we've had seasons like that. And we've had moments like, you know, in certain situations, for sure. Um, I think that it plays out a lot where I'll like definitely need help with something like I'm stuck, I can't move forward. So he will come in and try to help me be like, okay, these are things we need to do. And then I pull back in my stubbornness, and I don't actually want him to help me. Right. You know, like, I think that's where the stubbornness can can come out a lot. And then I'm sure that's frustrating to him because he wants to move forward and I'm sticking my feet in the dirt, you know? So yeah, that resonates for Steve, have you ever had an experience where you're like frothing at the mouth with energy and excitement and vision and you're like just pouring it out on Christine and she just kind of looks away and gets this kind of glazed over look and sort of stares off in the distance? That was today at 1230. <laughs> <laughs> that's like every day. At some point. That would be, Ian, that's every day. You just described how, how things well, operate. Well, not all the time. No, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. But that like glazed over. I can like feel myself doing that. Yeah. Like I think I read, I, I read it. I don't know if it was in your book, Ian, but where it's talking that nines can almost like have an entire other conversation in their mind while mm-hmm. they're in the middle of a conversation with someone yes. else. Yes. That happens to me all the time. Yeah. I'm like in another alter reality yeah. in my, in my imagination really. Mm-hmm. And I think my, honestly, that for me is always going on because I am so aggressive. So wanting to go get, let's go, let's go, let's go. Mm-hmm. But I think where a lot of my growth has come, uh, is realizing the one thing I want more than anything is to move forward. And I've learned I would rather make just one forward step than not go anywhere or mm-hmm. to go backwards. Mm-hmm. And so since I've told myself that, when I can see that she's starting to bunker down, I can fight. But if I fight back, we're going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go nowhere. If, if we make just if we make forward progress, one little step, then I know the next day, if we make one more little step, mm-hmm. we're now we've if we got a week together, we've got seven steps. And now we're making momentum. But if we bunker down, 
then we go nowhere. And that for me is like no way. And so I've learned I will do anything to keep us from completely bunkering down. Mm. So I've told myself, what does she need in order for us to take just one step forward? Mm -hmm. I think that helps both of us. Yeah. And I think that goes back to him knowing the language I need to hear that in, you know, and um, that it's about me feeling peaceful, authentic, um, pouring into beauty and connection in some way. And that is what gets me moving. So talk to me, you've used the word beauty twice in this conversation. So yeah. what, there's a theme here that what, what's going on there with that? Um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that is one of the ways that my faith plays out in my, in the world now. Um, I feel, um, as I've grown in my faith and just more as an adult that I have noticed that I have a direct role in the kingdom of God here on earth. Um, that it's not just some far off place in the distance, but I feel like it's here and now. And that's one of my, I don't know, one of my roles and one of my joys here on earth is to contribute to that. Mm -hmm. So I think here with our farm, I mean, I have found myself and my voice in such a deeper way, getting to contribute to that beauty mm. um, through just like literally having my hands in the soil and growing something out of nothing. Like we, you know, we moved here our entire backyard was just a blank piece of grass. And now, I mean, it's it's unbelievable what we've been able to do, like literally regenerating the land and regenerating the soil and there's flowers and I mean, thousands and thousands of pounds of food we've grown here and um, created a space for people to feel peace and to slow down and to connect with one another. So all those things are like super important to me. and. If I feel like I have a role in that and that's actually working and it's something that I'm actively contributing to, it will it will make me move and mm. it will motivate me to keep going. So. Yeah. So you've used the word connection twice and the word connect once. And in the title of your book is also the word connection. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, again, the, the, <laughs> name, of the, the name of the book is The Kindred Life, uh, Stories and Recipes to Cultivate a Life of Organic Connection. And I, I love yeah. that because, you know, nines are really all about connection. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. the nine, we would say uh, their unconscious motivation is a need to maintain connection with others. Mm. Um, wow. with themselves to, you know, preserve their inner peace and their outer peace. And as part of that strategy to accomplish all that is this uh, possible blind spot of avoiding conflict, right? And inner oh, conflict, avoiding <laughs> inner conflict, right? Yeah. Like too much inner co conflict within yourself is also something yeah. that would be really, really hard for you. And mm -hmm. It's interesting about nines. Uh, this is sort of textbook. You know, nines more than any other type uh, are very connected to nature and land. Mm -hmm. It's really, really yeah, common. I, I've heard you say that before, and I feel such a deep spiritual connection in mm -hmm. nature that mm -hmm. I can't even explain it to people sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, I truly feel so myself and so known when I'm just like standing in my field of flowers or like pruning tomatoes. I don't know. It's just, it is a very like spiritual place for me. Um, and I feel more connected to my faith and how that looks in my life and how I've been able to walk that out since becoming a farmer because I've gotten to just really invest in that side of it more. So, so you know that in the uh, in in the sort of the, the spiritual lexicon that there is a category of people referred to as nature mystics. 
Ooh, I like that's that. my new title. There you go, <laughs> Nature it. Mystic. And I think I, I think nines more than any other type gravitate toward becoming nature mystics. Mm. My wife is a nine, Anthony, and she told me something the other day I didn't know, and it brought tears to my eyes. So my wife walks five miles a day with our wow. dogs and out in the woods. So not on the streets. I mean, she goes over to Percy Warner. There's 3,000 wow. acres over there. And she just hits the trails. She's a body type. She's a, a terrific athlete. And so she basically kind of runs the trails over there wow. with the dogs five miles a day. And and also she runs the staircase over there. You ever seen that staircase oh, yeah, at Percy yeah. Warner? It's oh, like yeah. A, yeah, okay. Yeah. So she runs it like three times in a row and then takes her run. I mean, that's like her warm-up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. she told me on the just the other day that there's one tree. It's a huge tree. It's like super, super thick, right? Mm-hmm. And that every time I'm gonna get choked up just telling the story. Wow. Oh man! (laughs) So she thinks about struggles we've had with one of our children, right? Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, and she uh, she touches the tree Mm. and uh, sort of thanks God for the deep roots that experience has given her. Wow! And that is is yeah. I mean, it's so nine. It's yeah. so That's nice, beautiful. you know, that she would actually reach out and touch a tree mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, find such spiritual connection in that metaphor of the tree. And I was like so much, oh. I just fell deeper in love. I was like, oh, that's the best story <laughs> ever. And it's so nine. Mm-hmm. I love that. And yeah. I mean, I think at times that's beautiful. And I think at times I feel kind of alone in that like other people don't get that deep level that I actually feel with mm-hmm. nature um so then i just it's wonderful when i do meet someone that connects in that way like i i just finished reading an altar in the world by barbara brown oh, Taylor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. finally oh my gosh i mean i just, like wanted to hug that book i'm like this speaks my language in every way i just felt like so known reading that book mm. but just yeah just that there's these altars like our everyday experience on earth is important and there's there's significance in the you know ordinary Mm -hmm. things that we do on a daily basis and so i feel like there's so much significance in what we're doing here on the farm and in even just planting you know a tomato plant it it has so much meaning that i get to be a contributor in cultivating the earth and a co-creator with god in that yes and and it is all about just that relational connection and yeah uh, can yeah i mean just nines are like just so remarkable that way and and so you've sort of beautifully articulated your connection to the land but steve i'm wondering what is an eights connection to the land like good question yeah you know for me it's interesting because uh hearing christine talk about it i think for me you know we do these beautiful dinners out here we mm-hmm. just had our fall dinner um, 112 people, one long table uh, at the top pasture under the stars. We put up twinkle lights in the middle of a pasture. We cook by open fire. And for me, what I love is there's something about creating this space where I'm all this work and all this energy that we've put towards creating the space for people. And there is something about this feeling free. Mm. Like, mm. 
letting people, there's something about when people slow down, get away from their phones, get mm -hmm. away from social media. Uh, it, there is this like letting, there's this disconnecting from all the stuff holding people down. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that. I, I think one of my greatest fears is being controlled. I don't want anyone, yeah. I don't care what you do, but don't tell me what to do. Right. That's like, for me, like a button It's like, nee, nee, nee. Mm -hmm. it's like a button. And so when I can create a space for people to start kind of freeing up and there's something that happens when you do that and, and an evening that's three and a half hours long and it unfolds and people keep their phones away and there's no cell phone service. And then they sit at a table and the courses come out over two hours and conversations start to happen, walls start to break down. And like setting that entire scene for everybody is such a beautiful thing. And to see people kind of start to get free, like it's for me a wonderful thing about our farm and for me to be able to create that space so that other people could have mm. that. And then you see this community happening. It is just, it's that's life-giving, that's mm. beautiful. I love seeing that kind of stuff happen. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I was the the two words that came to me, and this is not a this is not a negative word I'm going to use, but it would seem to me that eights would want to conquer the land, and mm. or conquest. You know what I mean? I, I, to conquer mm. and and control the land, and the nine wants to coax it. Does that make yeah. sense? That's interesting. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a little bit of a gentler approach. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think when I, I'm not thinking, I mean, I would probably be a terrible farmer without Stephen because I'm not <laughs> thinking of like money. I'm just like, I just want it to be beautiful and wonderful. And, right. you know, he's thinking of it more from a business perspective. So like he has to, like one yeah. of us has to. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. One and, and then to make, be able to make it work. Yeah, go ahead. I was just thinking because y'all are, you're, you're an eight and nine and you're in business together. Are y'all familiar yeah. with the time orientation of each type? Uh -uh. No. We talk about that. What's yet. that? Yeah. So every type has a orientation to time. All of us think in terms of past, present, and future, obviously, unless you're a mm. Buddhist monk and it's always present. <laughs> 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 or a great Christian mystic and it's always the present moment, right? Be here yeah. now. But I think like with eights, they have a very future orientation. Right. So mm -hmm. it doesn't mean they don't think past, present. It just means that their attention tends to migrate more toward the future. Right. Mm -hmm. And a nine mm -hmm. is actually a little bit more of a, a of a past thinker. Oh, right? for sure. Oh, yeah. And oh, my so, oh, yeah, that makes yes. yes. And so that's kind of what makes this work. Yeah. You know, is that there's a little yin and yang going on there, which can be healthy. It also can help you understand what happens in conflict. Because one is thinking so future oriented, the other one is thinking mm -hmm. more in the past. Christine, you do need to think more about the future. And Steve, you yeah. do need to think more about the past. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. you know, it's just knowing mm -hmm. those orientations, the time can be super, super helpful. Really help but conflict. in business, you do need to have a future oriented thinker on the team. Mm -hmm. you oh, know? yeah. For oh, sure. I mean. I don't even know what we would do without him. We would not be here today. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, but I don't even, it's like, I don't even, it doesn't even cross my mind. Like I can't not think about the past. Like, I mean, a good example is in August, all of the like spring things we planted were dying off, like as they do, which is totally normal. And I just had this moment of panic. I was like, our farm looks ugly. It looks horrible. It's never going to be beautiful again. We have all these people coming here this fall. <laughs> and he's like, okay take a breath he's like 
you know, he could see, he could see into the future. He's like, all we need to do is plant a bunch of flowers. It's going to be fine. It's going to be beautiful again. And all I could think back to is what it was, you know, and what it did look like before. And I like, couldn't, I was like stuck in that. I couldn't get out of that and see the potential. Hmm. And so I think that he is, he brings that so much. He brings that potential and like helping me move just another step forward to see what can happen and what can become and i think uh, that's a great example and in that example i think the way our relationship works is instead of me being frustrated Mm -hmm. that she can't see how beautiful it's going to be in the fall i just go and plant the wildflower yeah like he didn't even ask i just saw him out there one day got it all done and today (laughs) the farm is absolutely gorgeous we just did a you pick uh with people were blown away they came out and they've just like life change you know people are coming out here and they're Mm -hmm. like this is the most beautiful place we've ever been and all the flowers are everywhere because we don't have all the produce that we had back in may and june and july Mm -hmm. but instead of me just being angry at her or frustrated with her that she couldn't see it i just had to go she can't see it she it's it's hard for her Mm -hmm. to see just like i literally forgot what happened yesterday (laughs) literally i can't can't even remember and because uh, all I can think about is tomorrow, uh, that is yeah. that's what makes it work. I think. Mm. Gosh, it's such a great expression of of uh, those two orientations and how y'all are dealing with that. I love that you just went out and planted the wildflowers. It's, I know, isn't that good? It's wonderful. I know. It's it's pretty. <laughs> I mean, I don't like to say this word, but sometimes the enneagram is so predictive. Yeah about how mm. people are going to, now people surprise us and mm-hmm. do things that we think are out of character or so different for their personality. So I don't want to discount or disqualify the, the possibility that someone will do something that's not characteristic. Sure. We're not locked yeah. you know, into something. Yeah. But mm. you know, it's just, we have different ways of moving in the world and they can, it can partner and sync up really well or not. Yeah. Just depending yeah. On, on how healthy people are or how much work they've done on themselves. Yeah. You know? So you got this new book, The Kindred Life. Uh, yes. Tell me about it. Well, The Kindred Life is um, my journey of learning to live a life of greater connection. Like mm. we've talked um, about today, just it's so important to me. And the reason I said organic connection in the subtitle is because I think it's about the things that unite us as humans Mm. and always have and always will. So connection to the land and our creator, connection to community and connection to life around the table. There's lots of connection going on. Yeah. But those are the things, those are the main topics I wrote about. And, you know, the whole process for me as well was really finding my own voice through the whole process, which, you know, as a nine is huge. Yes. So, um, but yeah, I'm so excited because I really feel like um, in this time we're living in, you know, with everything that happened in 2020 and even in this year as well, I think that people are more disconnected than ever. And Mm -hmm. I mean, at our fall dinner, we saw it. It was the first Mm. time we were able to get the communal tables back um after covid um and just to see people around the table and the joy and Mm. and the friendships that are being made with strangers Mm -hmm. i just think that people need this so badly now more than ever Mm -hmm. and i'm just so grateful to put out something that i hope will help people to live more connected in their own lives wherever they are so i do tell the story a lot of it is through the lens of my farming journey because that's where i really um 
really invest, like learn to invest in the soil and find that connection on that level. And, um, but yeah, I'm really excited. It has recipes and also some journaling prompts. Um, cause I really want it to be something that's inspiring and useful to people. Mm. And the book yeah. drops in March of 2022. I'm not sure this podcast will be out before that, It'll be but out people before can then. pre-order it right now. Right. Yeah. Um, not yet in January, 2022 is when right. I think pre-orders okay. will go. Yeah. So it'll be, um, March 29th is the release date. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I'm so excited. And I, I mean, so much we talked about on this podcast though. I just, all I can think about right now is how much I have like wrestled through my nineness <laughs> in doing this project. Mm. Um, mm. it's been, I mean, it has been such a lesson in like courage and bravery for me. Mm. Tell me and more. I think it's yeah, I think that I, you know, I've been a freelance writer for over 20 years. So I've always written. It's something that I'll always do. And it's like something I must do. Like it pours out of me and it's just a gift I feel like I have. But to decide to take the step and like go further with that and to really be bold in my writing and go for more, mm. that was something that took a lot of bravery. And I mean, honestly, a lot of Stephen's encouragement to just, okay, take the next step. You got to move forward. And I just, I know. I feel like most of my life, I have come short of my full potential of what I could do and offer out of fear. fear and fear with this project, I just, just fear. Um, I think fear of not knowing what to say, fear of looking stupid, fear of, um, I don't know, I, I, fear of being the center of attention. I don't really mm -hmm. love being the center of attention. <laughs> right. um, and, you know, my background's in marketing in the music industry, and it's so easy to do that for other people. But to be an author is really stepping out and saying, this is my project, you know, that I'm putting out there. And um, that takes a lot of bravery. So I'm still learning that. But I feel like the whole process has been really healing and and full of growth for me in writing a book about growth. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's been really neat. Mm. Um, I've learned a lot about myself through the process, and hopefully it'll inspire other people, too. I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I love that, you know, it is a, an act of bravery sometimes for nines to assert their voice into the, yeah. the cultural conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And, yep. uh, and, and even sometimes to get organized and focused and keep focused and, you know, yes. you know, get a deadline, know what you got to do, you know, uh, all that stuff, you know, and so yep. it's, it's, it's wonderful that you know, just mark it up in the wind column, put a check, you know, mm -hmm. in the wind column that it's, you got it, you got it all roped in and, and doing great. And, uh, and of course, everybody love a cookbook or a recipe book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It has 10 recipes. So it's mainly, it's mainly stories and narrative, but, um, I wanted to put recipes in there, just a few that are ones that I handpicked because they, um, are recipes you can make with other people. Mm. So a lot of what we do, I mean, kindred to us is not just, um, you know, what we named our farm. It's, it's about living an authentic life. I'm going to say connection again, because that's what it is, but it's the way that we live with our friends as well. This isn't just something that we built our business around. It's how we've always lived with our close community of people. And the way we gather around the table with them is, you know, simple, rustic food. It's not anything fancy. It's not a performance. It's not about hosting. It's about welcoming people in where you are and creating those safe spaces for people. So the recipes I put in there are ones that I feel are doable, but they also like, they have an element of care that has to go into them because people want to know that you have put in some effort. So, and also it's a way to like 
let the time unravel slowly and really set the space for people to have time to have those conversations and, and really get to know one another. So mm-hmm. um, that's why I handpicked those to, to put in the book. I love that. And yeah. so yeah. just to remind everybody, we're speaking with Stephen Christine Bailey, author of the upcoming book, The Kindred Life. Um, tell everybody where they can learn more about you. Sure. Um, well, we're on Instagram. Our farm is on Instagram at The Kindred Farm. And then my author um, account is Organic Steen, as in Christine. Um, and then uh, ChristineMarieBailey.com and TheKindredFarm.com. Wow. And you got some merch too, right? I see uh, Steven's rocking that Kindred uh, trucker hat. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love I'll that. I'll get you one. Yeah. Right, so yeah, we'll send you guys one. Oh yeah, <laughs> come okay, on. We'll wear it on yeah, the show. Totally. We're, 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 Ooh, we're yeah. not, it's not below us. Yeah, we'll 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 go out there and pump somebody else's thing. Absolutely. So uh, <laughs> my, I just want to say in in closing that uh, you know you you now know how to get a hold of me, and I I want to come to one of these events, <laughs> one of these dinners. Absolutely, you we'll guys make will it love it. Yeah, well, we're, our next dinner will be in the spring. That'll be our next big communal dinner on the farm. Um, so spring 2022 and yeah, we're cool. excited. Good. Well, we'll then make you, the table even longer. I'll make you do a book right. reading. Ooh, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> make it a book reading. Ooh, All right, everybody. I, I want you to check out, uh, the kindred life stories and recipes to cultivate a life of organic connection by Christine Marie Bailey, her husband, Steve, uh, and she, uh, run kindred farm in Santa Fe. Yes. Tennessee. <laughs> How wonderful. Thank is you that? guys so much. Thank you. Guys Thank so you. Much. It was wonderful. Great having you on. Hey, uh, Typology listeners, remember these words. May you have love. May you have joy. May you have peace. May you have healing. May you have rest. And may you have blueberry pie. <laughs> Be well, you guys. <laughs>